My name is Devin Roy, and I've been leading and managing teams for more than 30 years. I have expertise in coaching, interrogation, and strategy development. Most companies use a morning huddle to connect with their teams, to disseminate information, and to create alignment. I will share with you proven real-world strategies and techniques that will help you be more successful. So open your minds, listen closely. The Morning Huddle starts now. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining The Morning Huddle. Today's show is titled, The Anatomy of a Coaching Conversation, Part 2. In Episode 1 of The Anatomy of a Coaching Conversation, I provide you with an outline of an eight-step coaching model. Today, however, we're going to dive deeper into Step 6, which I call Determine the Why. This is the most important step in the coaching model, as it provides us with the diagnosis, which we can then treat with an action plan. This is a very nuanced topic, and I've invited someone to the show today to help us examine this a little closer. She is an actor, singer, business professional, and someone whom I admire greatly, Meek Haddad. Welcome to the show, Meek. Thank you. Happy to be here. So in the interest of full disclosure, Meek used to work for me, so she's had to listen to me talk about these topics more than a few times. (laughs) I've learned then and I'm still learning. So let me ask you a question, Meek. What do you believe are the biggest challenges for young leaders in navigating the coaching conversation? What I've encountered is how a lack of clarity around the purpose of the conversation can prove to be quite an obstacle to to identifying the why. You know, Meek, that's a great point. Stating the purpose of a conversation creates a basis for what you'll be discussing. This is actually step five of the coaching model. For example, facts can be something that's observed, something you hear, or something that's data-driven like financial reports. At any rate, the facts should be irrefutable. You should avoid getting into a back and forth with the individual. If you have multiple topics, I would advise that you toggle back and forth between steps five and six. As an example, one might say, Meek, thank you for meeting with me today. As I stated when we scheduled this meeting, I need to talk to you about your results from last month. This is the third month in a row that you've missed your sales goal. I just want to have a conversation with you so I can understand what's causing this drop in results. So in this example, I've set up a basis for our conversation. This should be followed by a probing question that will get the conversation going. Now let's jump into step six. Okay. In step six, We want the individual responding to questions, not statements. If you have to make a statement, try to follow that statement up with a clarifying question. Some examples could be, is that fair to say? Did I get that right? Do you understand why she felt that way? Questions are designed to move the conversation along so that you and the individual don't get stuck at any point. So, Meek, what questions do you have for me today that we could use for our discussion on today's show? So I have two questions. The first is, what are the questions we are to ask when trying to get to the root of the behavior or the performance issue? And the second question is, how do we not get wrapped up or stumped when personal reasons are given as the reason? Great questions. You know, one should enter into every conversation with these thoughts in mind. What am I going to learn today? And how do I check my assumptions at the door? You know, we have a saying in interrogations. We may know what happened, but we don't know why it happened. That's why it's so important that we understand the why so that we can get to the root cause and modify the behavior. Having this mindset allows you to ask questions that aren't presumptuous, 
and helps you to avoid a judging tone. So let me deal with your second question first. Okay. Meek, we must bring a level of care and compassion to every conversation that takes place that puts the person above the concern. We need to ensure that we recommend all resources available to this individual, including LOA, if this addresses the concern. The more this reasoning is ascribed to the performance, the more effusive we should be in our suggesting that they leverage the HR tools that are available. Otherwise, we continue to hold them accountable. Now, let's deal with your first question. Do you have an example we could use for role play? Yeah, let's say you have someone who is consistently missing a deadline without communication. We are, we are at step six and the person says, I have a lot going on in my personal life. Okay, I get it. So in your example, it sounds like the leader has missed out on an opportunity to build a trusting relationship with this individual. You know, Meek, when communication doesn't flow up, the leader must own that. You've got to create an environment in which people feel comfortable coming to the leader. And so that's all about those trusting relationships. So I know I'm going into this conversation at a bit of a disadvantage. So I have to address the elephant in the room right off the bat. Meek, do you mind helping me out with this role play? Sure. Are you ready? Yep. Then let's get started. Meek, I want to thank you for agreeing to meet with me today. I know I told you that I want to speak with you about the project that was due last week, and we'll get to that in just a second. However, I want to get your thoughts on something else first. You know, I've given this a lot of thought, and I don't think I've been the best leader that I can be for you. Otherwise, I know you would have reached out to me regarding this project. I want you to know that I own that. But I also want to know, how can I be a better leader for you going forward? Uh, it would be nice if you said hello before asking me to do something or giving me a direction. You know, Meek, I think that's more than fair. I can certainly do that going forward. And let me apologize that I was not aware of this until now. I do have one thing I'd like to ask of you, however. Okay. In the future, if for any reason you don't understand my direction, or if you're struggling with the project I give you, Seek me out. Ask for my help. Is that something you can commit to doing? Yes, I can do that. That's great. I'm so glad we've established some new ground rules for our relationship. Now let's talk about why you haven't turned in the project. As we discuss, completing this project was very important to augmenting our sales. So tell me, what's causing the delay? I have a lot going on at home. I'm helping to take care of my sick grandmother and the deadline came and went. And then I thought, it doesn't make sense to send it in late. Meek, I'm so sorry to hear about your grandmother. And if you need to leverage any of the HR tools, I can help you navigate that as soon as we're done with this conversation. But first, help me understand why you felt not doing the project was better than submitting it late. Um, I didn't know how it would be received late, and I didn't want to waste my time. Tell me, why did you feel that way? Because the project takes a lot of time, and I didn't know how late it would be before I turned it in, since I hadn't started it yet. I see. Mika, I want you to think back to when you first decided to work for this organization. A, why did you make that decision? And B, how did it make you feel? Well, I made the decision because it's what I wanted, and I was very excited. And we were very excited to have you as part of our team. We saw and still see so much potential in you. But Meek, how do you think this looks right now? Not good. You're 100% right. 
And I know this is not the impression you want to give anyone. So how can you fix this? I need to complete and turn in the project, and then I need to make my next deadline. That is certainly what needs to happen, Meek. But what I'm asking is, how are you gonna get this done? I will need to plan out the time I have to work on the project and complete it prior to the deadline to ensure it's on time. Listen, I want you to know that I still believe you are the right person to take on this project. But I believe you need my help. Why don't you and I spend some time working out your plan of action? Is that something you would like to do? Yes, that would be very helpful. Great. Let's get started. Okay, Meek, as we stop the roleplay, tell me what were your takeaways from today's discussion? So the first takeaway I have is the importance of establishing relationships or taking ownership when it becomes apparent there isn't one. Another takeaway I have is to not settle for the what, but be focused on gaining a how during the conversation. Every person knows what is required of them at their place of work. And lastly, have some clarifying questions ready to go to help transition or move the conversation forward. Great insights. And thank you for helping me today. I really appreciate it. And your acting skills really came in handy today. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you for having me. You know, too often leaders try to address the symptoms of poor performance with cookie cutter approaches that have a 50-50 chance of working. Only a personalized approach can bring about meaningful change in one's behavior. So when we endeavor to understand the human condition and the reason behind one's behavior, then and only then can we empower others to live up to their full potential. That's it for today's show on Understanding the Why. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you've been enriched by what you've heard in the morning huddle. Mm-hmm.